Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to Special Edition, a weekly look at the issues in the news and the personality shaping the stories. Thanks for joining me on Special Edition. I'm Paula Dagnan. Everything from budgets to businesses to being on the front lines when you're a newly elected mayor of a city during a pandemic to what a sandwich had to do with the journey which brought her here with us today. Paige Gebhard cognetti mayor of the city of Scranton, is here to talk about ongoing development in the city now and what she's working toward to continue to move Scranton in a positive direction for the future. Much of that has to do with help for small businesses, those existing who would like to grow and those who want to get started. Those programs are just some of the many topics you'll hear discussed today as I welcome Mayor Cognetti to Special Edition. It is my pleasure to have today the mayor of the city of Scranton, Paige Gebhardt Cognetti. And first of all, welcome. Thank you for spending some time with us because as I was telling you before we even started, Sometimes people don't have the opportunity to hear more than a soundbite or a quick clip. And this way, it's going to be all yours. So you can open up and tell everybody everything to the nth detail. So welcome. Thank you for having me, Paula. I'm really looking forward to talking about all the different things that you have going on in the city of Scranton. All kinds of projects, all kinds of programs that people may not even realize You have all this energy. Can you share? We have had a really fascinating, challenging, and uh, dare I say fun first two and a half years here. So coming in January 2020, we certainly had our work cut out for us already, but then 10 weeks in, COVID hit, and like like anyone in any corner of the world, uh, we were hit with things we'd never imagined. And it's been a really, a really fascinating journey. And we've been able to work with great partners um, at the government level. Our mayors here in this region have all worked together from day one. Our nonprofit leaders, our business leaders, and we've really, as healthcare leaders, of course, we've really forged relationships that, that are, are deeper than they, they could have ever been because of the pandemic and having to get through that. So it has certainly looked different than we ever imagined it could, but there are silver linings to everything. And the funding from the federal government with the American Rescue Plan, the funding from the infrastructure law that has passed, there are opportunities we have now here in 2022 and beyond that I don't think we would have without the pandemic having happened. So the programs that we're able to roll out here in the city of Scranton these last couple months especially are because of the recovery plan. They're because um, of the, the tragedy of the, the pandemic. So we're trying to make uh, lemonade here out of uh, some really terrible lemons and, and get going with not just the recovery, but the path for the city of Scranton uh, where we're growing and thriving, welcoming new businesses, new residents, new families who want to settle here and also making sure we're taking care of our residents here now um, that folks that you know have been overburdened with real estate taxes and, and those things. We're trying to find out ways that we can improve quality of life here and get everybody on a good path. Right off the bat, I don't think a lot of people realize, you know, when they see these things come out, they think, oh, Mayor Cognetti's name is on this. So it's Mayor Cognetti, but it's not. You're working with 
I can't even guess the number of different people, agencies that have to say yes to this and no to that. How do you put all that together and get where you are now? Yeah, we are very fortunate that we've got folks uh, that work here that have worked at the state level. Um, I've worked at the state level, but also the federal level. Uh, so I draw on that background, which is is really useful. And being able to communicate, not just, again, at the government level, but also with the other organizations. So you know, on the business side, we've got the, the Chamber of Commerce up here in the greater Scranton area, but we also you know, work down in Luzerne County with Lindsay and the, the you know, the Wyoming Valley Chamber. We're, we're always, always trying to work across not just our city, but across the region. You know, I work a lot with Mayor Brown and Wilkes-Barre, Mayor Lombardo and Pittston. We try to make sure that we're sharing our best practices and applying for grants together if that'll help us get funding. On the nonprofit side, we just this week stood up with um, Scranton Tomorrow, United Neighborhood Centers, NeighborWorks to talk about how the grants that we're, we have available will, will go through those entities. They, they are on the ground. For example, NeighborWorks in West Scranton is on the ground in West Scranton on a daily basis, and they're going to be putting putting that grant money through on our behalf, and that will benefit all of us. So it really takes all these relationships to make these pieces work. And it's a big city, you know, it's 80,000 people. And I know the census says 77,000 people, but we know it's, it's more even than 80. Um, that's a lot of folks. That's a lot of businesses. It's a lot of people to touch. So we try to make sure that our network is strong and that we're reaching, reaching folks where they are as best we can. You know, our pop-up city halls, for example, that we do during the summertime, we're out in each neighborhood having, uh, giving an opportunity for folks to connect with us in person without having to come downtown. Those are probably my favorite initiatives that we've done so far. And now we're trying to figure out um, how, we, how we keep engaging people as we go into the, the winter months and how we, we keep those touch points alive. So it's, it takes a, a lot, but it's really fun and you have to enjoy people, which, uh, which we all do here at the city. And we are here to serve people. And it doesn't matter whose name on is on things. And that's a, that's an important quality, I think. Well, I'm glad you mentioned Pop-Up City Hall because we talk about them every week when they're going to be happening. And it is a wonderful program where people can come right out and speak to you and get to know some of the other people. What have you been finding out as far as that is concerned? Are people coming out? Are they asking questions? And what are they asking you? A lot of what we get at the city hall at the pop-ups is, you know, complaints about code enforcement issues like my neighbor's grass is too high and there's weeds. So it's a lot of those types of things where there's things that as much as, as we want all of our inspectors out in every single nook and cranny of the city every week, that's that's just not possible. So by being able to be in those neighborhoods and, and talking to those residents, you know, they, they can do that through our, our 311 um, anytime, but it's great to be out there. I think there's things that people probably wouldn't flag for us, uh, you know, on online or on the phone during the day. But if they see us at a, a city hall pop up, they might, you know, fill out an anonymous form and let us know if, if somebody's weeds are growing too high. So it's a, it's a lot of that. Um, and the parks, uh, we've, you know, we really are going to be putting a lot of money into our parks and have, are focusing on maintaining the parks and providing more, you know, more and more modern equipment, not just you know, new play structures, but also turning some of our courts into pickleball courts, which is all the rage, of course. So we get a lot of that, too, with feedback um, about parks, feedback about you know, generally how the city is going. But it's nice to be in the neighborhoods. We often do the pop-up at parks. So that's a great opportunity for us to, to look around and see how things are going. Um, but then, you know, neighbors have been taking care of a lot of the, their parks. They take care of their neighborhoods. So we like to be able to see see folks in where they are and, and see what's happening. And you mentioned 311. And again, I think that's another thing that the city of Scranton has going for it is that there is all of this opportunity for communication out there. And sometimes people don't hear about it. So can you expand a little bit on 311 and the city's website? There's all kinds of information there. Yeah, we're very excited about uh, about the technology uh, progress that we've made in the last couple of years. 
So our website, um, we were able to, to unveil the new one in 2021, uh, but it's only, you know, only getting better and the tools on there are only getting better. We are like payment system, for example. Um, I know that people probably think, oh, I just do this. Well, you know, we're a government entity. We have to go through some, uh, through some other hoops when we're you know, taking taxpayer dollars. So we are finally ramped up on some of those pieces. Uh, so that people can make as many make as many payments as possible online for ease of that, um, and then on three one one, we you know bigger cities have a three one one that is a, a big expensive technology piece with a lot of staff. Our staff is very 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 small on three one one, so we get you know, we get the incoming in as best we can. We we call folks right away. Um, sometimes we are we get the problem out. We always get the problem out to the departments to go fix, and we're, we'll be putting in the budget again this year. We we got uh, denied last year, but we're putting it again this year to have a, another person running 311 alongside our, our intrepid 311 person now. Uh, we really need a couple people, not just one person at the helm of that. That's my, that's my pitch there for, <laughs> for another staff person. Um, but it's, it's great because you, we really, ch- really changed the mayor's office, the makeup of it. We have two staffers, one person that, that helps, helps me kind of run the, the day to day. And then, um, one person that's on 311, which is constituent services, resident services, that just wasn't there before. Um, it wasn't, there wasn't kind of a one-stop shop for, for your issue. So it's really helpful to have that in place. And we're hoping again to, to get that funded um, in a more robust way in the future. Absolutely. Because again, there are so many things that are happening in so many different areas of the city. And as you said, pop up city hall, people come out, they talk to you and sometimes they can't even get there. So that just gives them another opportunity. And speaking of the people that are there, what is your staff like? Who is when when you walk in and they say, good morning, mayor, who's saying (laughs) that to you? (laughs) <laughs> well, um, right now we have um, we have Pete who's at three one one. We have Mickey working on um, working on some of our social and digital communications, but uh, we'll be pushing for a full time role for for her. Um, we don't have that in the budget, and we're hope we really need that. We really need a dedicated digital communications person in the. Uh, 2022. So we'll be working on that. And then our public health coordinator is in our office as well. Um, That's a position that we fund privately at this stage. And we'll also be hoping to make full time in 2024 and beyond. We didn't have, I'm sure you remember this from the pandemic, there are so few public health departments in the state of Pennsylvania. We don't have one in Scranton. We don't yet have one in Lackawanna County. So during the pandemic, we really needed somebody to be a point person. Um, it was the fire chief and I that, that ended up being those, those point people for a long time. And the Moses Taylor Foundation was extremely generous. Um, and starting in the summer of 2021, we have a public health coordinator for three years. Uh, Dr. Rachna Saxena is the, the person that is tracking COVID, tracking monkeypox, tracking um, all the, the women's health care needs that, that might be changing. She is the nexus for that. She goes to the, the countywide, the regional meetings with healthcare providers, with the Department of Health. She runs clinics. She runs vaccine clinics, not just for COVID, but also for flu um, all over the city in the similar way as our pop-up city halls. She's doing vaccine clinics and has been doing them in, in all the different corners of the city to help um, people who uh, would have a tough time getting to a healthcare provider. So it's an absolutely critical piece of, of government um, that we need to have. And so we, we run a lot out of our little office here. It gets, it must get very crowded at times. <laughs> it's a little crowded right now, Paula. I'm not going to lie. We have a, and that's, that's another thing going on. We, we, uh, the city hall is so beautiful and I encourage folks to, to come visit. We have the world's largest Dundee from the office, um, in the atrium that you can check out. Um, but we you know, this building was built in 1888. Um, it's not quite a modern office building. So we're hoping we're, we're doing a study hopefully next year to see what an expansion might look like. Um, is there a, a way that we could get some, get some other office space that's more modern while maintaining this building as city hall? And this, this building needs to remain city hall. It's, 
it's an anchor for the entire city. It's absolutely gorgeous and it, it needs to remain in public hands. Absolutely. And thank you for the invitation to visit that again. I think I think that sometimes the people would say, well, the only reason I have to go there is because blah, blah, blah. But just to go and look and see and appreciate, sometimes they may not think about that. So mm-hmm. the invitation has been given. Now it's up to them to stop by. And yep. again, when you're talking about, you mentioned the, the fire chief. Also, part of the mayor's job is dealing with all of these other entities throughout the city. And again, it's not easy because everybody, as we learned in COVID, during COVID, everybody has something to do and sometimes they have to do extra. And as you've been mentioning, it all comes down to budgeting. So I know when it comes to sitting down and doing a household budget, that can tear your hair out. So (laughs) I can't even imagine when you have to sit down and say one from column A, two from column B. How does, how do you do all that? It's fun. I know it sounds so nerdy, but I really do enjoy it. So we're, we're in that process right now for the 23 budget and we will, you know, we've, we've got only 10% of our spending that is, is truly discretionary. Um, most most of a city budget is very much locked in with um, you know, service providing services and and you know healthcare pension uh, employees costs. So that is that's locked. But you also there's a lot that goes into that, of course. Um, but we have I, I have fun with the budget process. I really like it. I honestly wish I had the time to be able to be the one that did all the spreadsheets, but I don't. So. Um, I have to, I have to delegate that, but we really enjoy that process. And what we're trying to do is figure out what the, you know, what, what revenues, um, might look like, what is that going to, how is inflation impacting our budget or, you know, what does that mean for taxpayers? Does that mean a tax increase? Is, is that not a tax increase? Is it, you know, I don't think we need a big one, but we might need a small one. We have to figure all of that out. We also don't do it in isolation for 2023. We want to be looking down the three, five, 10 year and beyond and making sure that we're on a sustainable path. Uh, we'd really like to, we have a wage tax in Scranton that is really onerous. We would like to tick that down um, during our time here. So we're always looking at that to see if we can, if we can make that, make that go down while maintaining the, you know, the high level of services and even expanding services potentially in the city. So it is a puzzle. It's a puzzle that sometimes, you know, you kind of think, well, does this puzzle have a, a is there a way to solve it? Um, but we have to, we're a, the city government, city and state governments have to balance their budget. Uh, we can't just uh, go print money. So it's always a challenge, but we do really, really enjoy it. And it's a way for us to showcase our priorities for the city and the residents. And that is, as you mentioned, a very big part when people think of budget and they immediately say, oh, well, taxes are going to be going up or this is going to be cut. And as I said, it must be very difficult from your perspective to say what might have to be done, because it's almost like you would have to have a crystal ball in order to look down the road and make the determination today for five years from now. Right. It's, it is. And this just 2022 is a great example of budgets are dynamic. They're not, when we put a budget together, it doesn't mean that this is exactly how much we'll spend on this line item this year. You know, inflation is a great example. There are line items that are way up this year that we couldn't have anticipated because of, of inflation. So we've, you know, we're okay. We're making adjustments, but um, you just can't predict you know, the future. That's, you know, there's a lot of people that make a lot of money trying to. There's a lot of people that make a lot of money or lose a lot of money trying to predict the future of the market too. Um, so we do we do the best we can. And as we, you know, go into our third budget, we've learned a lot. But we also haven't, these aren't normal years. Um, you know, 2020, 2021, certainly not normal years. 2022 as well. Um, you know, inflation has, has been an issue and, and housing costs are going up. There's all these factors um, that, that make the budgeting tough. But it is fun. Uh, and again, I think you really just have to 
be a person who enjoys that kind of thing to, uh, to dig in. My conversation today on Special Edition with Scranton Mayor Paige Gebhardt-Cognetti. And maybe that's something you didn't know about. If there's a concern about something happening in your neighborhood, 311 is the number to call to connect you to those in City Hall who will direct your concern to the department who can look into the matter. That service and many others are also available on the official website, ScrantonPA.gov. There you can even upload a picture of the concern so they will know what to look for. The website continues to offer residents more convenience, now allowing residents to make payments directly through the website. In the next part of our chat, we'll talk about city growth and the importance of helping small businesses. More with Scranton Mayor Paige Gebhardt-Cognetti to come on Special Edition. Welcome back to Special Edition. Today, I'm joined by Scranton Mayor Paige Cognetti. There are many programs and grants available in the city of Scranton, and continued positive growth in the city is paramount for her administration. As my conversation with the mayor continues, you'll hear more about what's available and where you can find out more information. And you mentioned city growth, and I know you've been on top of that, especially with all of the different programs and the American Rescue Plan Act and small businesses. It's it's really, it's amazing when you look around and see all of the different small businesses and all they need is a little bit of help. And you've been able to do some of that. It's been a few years, almost a few years now uh, for small business. You know, first you've got COVID and closures and, you know, existential crises. You know, are we going to survive or not? And so many didn't think we were lucky in Scranton that a lot of our business owners were able to make it and hold on. Um, But then here we come 2022 with this absolute gut punch of inflation. And I'm very worried about our small businesses because they, the inflation doesn't seem to, it's, it's improving, but it's not going to dissipate completely. So, you know, the city budget's one thing, a small business budget that looked one way in 2019, 2020, 2021 looks very different for 23 and 22. So that is very concerning. I'm, I'm worried about the businesses, not just from the cost of their inputs, but also the labor costs that have gone up so much. We want to make sure that we're doing what we can to help um, businesses sustain. If we have a lot of big corporations that are proliferating in the area, which isn't a bad thing. But when you have a large multinational cam- you know, corporation that can pay $26 an hour plus benefits, it's really hard for a small business to keep that, uh, to keep afloat with, with folks going to those types of jobs. So right now we have uh, money available for business startups. Uh, we have $1.25 million uh, of rescue plan funding that are, are going to small business expansion small business startup or expansion costs that can be used for technical assistance, websites, technology, marketing. It also can be um, for just your operating costs. So really excited about that. It's available up to 5% of your startup costs for your business. Uh, That will be followed soon um, in October, I'm hoping. Um, We're going to have another small business opportunity, um, actually a couple different small business opportunities. So stay tuned on that. We also just unveiled a half a million dollars for business facade improvements. So these grants are cool because it's $10,000 and you only have to match 25%. So for $2,500 for your business, you're going to get $12,500 worth of a facade improvement. We really know that it's a lot of money to do that type of work. And we want to help businesses be able to do that, especially those brick and mortars that really keep our community going. So it's, it's really important, but it's a scary time for small business. And I, I know that um, to my core and want to make sure that we're helping. Well, I think when you also talk about all those different programs, again, People who are sitting back saying, oh, maybe I'd like to start that. And sometimes they don't know because they don't, whether they don't check it out, whether they don't investigate. But now that you're here, if anyone has anything such as a small business that they would like to promote, that they would like to continue to grow, where would they go in your administration? Is there a certain place that they could go and say, hey, I've been hearing about this. What might, what might I find here? Mm-hmm. 
So it starts with our, our website, scrampa.gov, and you can go into our economic and community development. The contact information for our our economic development folks is there. And the easiest thing, though, if you wanted to, you could just email scranton311 at scrantonpa.gov, and um, our team can just forward that along to them if, if for somebody who's just in the car not able to take notes. Um, so it's, it's you can get the information that way. And there's also micro grants, and I, that's another piece that we have out right now. It's up to five thousand dollars for so for a true a true startups trying to figure out what you what you how you're going to start up this business. We have awarded ten of these so far, and we're looking forward to doing more. Um, so that's up to five thousand dollars for a startup, and that's the same contact info, grantpa.gov, and um, we can get you going from there. One of the other things that you had mentioned earlier this year was the Crisis Co-Responder Team Program. And again, so many people don't think about these things until they need them. And here, this is something that is there. Can you give us some more information on that? Yeah, we are very excited to be partnering with the Scranton Counseling Center to have behavioral health co-response in the city of Scranton. So it's the Scranton Police Department and Scranton Counseling working together um, to, when when appropriate, respond together to calls that come in for the police, but might truly be not a law enforcement response, but a behavioral health response. And a behavioral health professional is better suited in many cases than a police officer to respond. So it we are talking about a, a grant that, we're, that the Counseling Center has, and we've got two people, and it's very fledgling. Um, we certainly have not solved this. This is the beginning of a long journey to figure out what works best uh, here in the city of Scranton for for our residents, for our police department, and, and for the behavioral health professionals. But it's really, really exciting. It's something that other cities have done well. Every city is different. Everyone talks about the CAHOOTS program from Eugene, Oregon, which happens to be where I was born and went to college. Um, so Eugene's been doing it very well. Eugene's a different city than Scranton, and we're a different city than you know Albuquerque, New Mexico. Albuquerque has a, a third public safety unit. So they have police, fire, and this community safety department, and they've been able to have a success with that. Uh, so every every city is different. I don't know what the solution is going to be exactly for us, but we're at, we're started. We're out the gate. We have those professionals co-responding, and I'm really hopeful that we can we can get this. We can find the funding, and we can be improving our not just our response and our care for individuals who are in crisis. It's also to help our police officers who don't have the training that they need to have for those types of calls and who um, you know, are, are going to be better served doing, doing other work uh, while the behavioral health professionals help those people in crisis. So many programs available from business startups to expansion costs using rescue plan funding, business facade improvement, micro grants, especially for startups. And as Mayor Cognetti said, there could be more coming in October. For more information, scrantonpa.gov. Just click on economic development. And also, in case, as the mayor said, you're driving right now and can't write it all down, you could just email to scranton311 at scrantonpa.gov. Maybe you hadn't heard about the Scranton Police Department partnering with Scranton Counseling Center. And as you will learn when my conversation with Mayor Cognetti continues, she encourages anyone to reach out to her office with their ideas on what partnerships could be formed with city departments and services that will in turn benefit residents. I'll be back with more of my conversation with Mayor Cognetti, and we'll be finding out about the other mayors that she has been reaching out to, finding that they all have something in common. And what about that sandwich? Don't go away. Special edition continues. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. 
Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back to my conversation with Scranton Mayor Paige Cognetti on Special Edition. All communities, whether here in our area or across the country, share similar concerns and issues. As Mayor Cognetti will explain, being a part of the Mayor's Forum in our area is an opportunity for the leaders of our local communities to share ideas and work together on grants and projects that will benefit all of Northeast Pennsylvania. She's also in touch with other mayors around the country who are working to help their cities grow and prosper. We'll also find out more about the path that made it possible to talk with her today. That'll include English literature, time spent in Japan, and, oh yes, that sandwich. Join me as we wrap up our time together today with Scranton's Mayor on Special Edition. And it is a nice thing, too, to be able to have others to bounce off and get information from. And I know you have been involved in many different things. The latest, the Do Tank Accelerator for America. Mm -hmm. And that brings in, wow, you're you're surrounded by mayors. (laughs) Yeah, I I try to surround myself with mayors. There's some just incredible professionals out there that have been doing this work far longer than I have. And I learned so much from from fellow mayors, not just right here in our region, but across the state and the country. And I had the opportunity to talk to the mayor of Williamsport a few months ago, Derek Slaughter. And when I told him where I was from, he said, you tell my friend Paige Cognetti, I said hello. So it's, <laughs> it's a little bit of a delayed hello, but that that came from Mayor Slaughter. So, but again, it just gives you the, oppor- the opportunity to know that there are others out there. And sometimes you're not reinventing the wheel if you get the idea that what you're doing is on the right track. And the thing with the, um, the the Scranton Counseling Center, it may be one of the first times that there has been that kind of a conjuncture where people from one are working with the... Do you see things like that happening more often or hope that they do? Uh, definitely. And I think I think this is not true just for us, but, but for other mayors, other just entities generally that we, going through the COVID-19 pandemic, globally, nationally, as a community, everyone had to fight this in the same time frame. This was not isolated to government or business. This was everyone all at the same time. So we had to work together and we had to push forward. And I think that we have better relationships and a better idea of what it takes to be successful in the wake of that. Not, you know, healthcare couldn't act on its own. Government couldn't act on its own. Everyone had to, to row in the same boat and quickly. So I think that we, we got some really good lessons and some good training and some really, really life altering um, perspective from that. So things like Scranton Counseling and the, the police department working together those are the types of relationships that that make sense and that we want to see go forward. And I, I do think that the the pandemic has just helped foster a more collaborative culture. Now I'm going to ask you what I wanted to ask you ever since we turned on the microphone. <laughs> Whatever gave you the idea that running for the mayor of the city of Scranton <laughs> would would be would be something that you you mentioned Oregon. Here you are. You're you're a, you're a kid out in Oregon, and now here you are. You're the mayor of the city of. How did that happen? 
<laughs> well, it's all because of the sandwich, but there's a little more to it than what? that. So sandwich? What? <laughs> Pe- peanut butter and jelly? What? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. A, a, a Tuscan chicken, a little mozzarella. We got some roasted red peppers, but um, no, I'm, I'm from Oregon. I moved out to the East Coast, to Washington, D.C. in 2005. Uh, I really wanted to get involved in government and politics. If you'd asked me in college what I was going to be, I would have told you I was going to get my Ph.D. in English literature and become a professor. Uh, I love English literature. I loved studying that in college. Um, but but in the, the couple of years after school, I was teaching English just English language in Japan to junior high school kids. And uh, it was a phenomenal program, a phenomenal couple of years of my life. And realized though that I, I wanted to be I wanted to to be in the in the in the public sector that um, the, the English teacher thing just wasn't gonna wasn't gonna cut it for me. I wanted to be involved in how how America behaves on the world stage um, and how America, you know, treats its own citizens. And coming back from that, I wanted to move to D.C. and give it a go. So I ended up on a campaign up here in northeastern Pennsylvania with Chris Carney's first campaign up in what was the 10th Congressional District back then. And I was driving from Scranton to Tawanda uh, multiple times a week. And to get there, you have to go through Clark Summit. And there was this uh, uh, very welcoming looking place um, called Caravia Fresh Food. So I went there and the a uh, very handsome man made me a sandwich. It was a Tuscan chicken sandwich. And then, you know, cut to, that was January 2006. And now here we are. And uh, <laughs> we're married and we have a beautiful daughter. And we live in Trip Park in Scranton. You married a sandwich. That's great. <laughs> yeah, I know. And he still makes, he still makes me wonderful sandwiches every week. <laughs> See, that's the thing that amazes me. You just never know what's around the next corner and how things are going to turn out. And if you stayed in Oregon, who knows? What, what do they eat in Oregon? I mean, there's a lot of salmon there, so that just wasn't good. Enough. But yeah, you never, you never know, you never know where you're going to meet the love of your life. It just kind of happens. So now here you are again. You you and you were married to him, and you went home and you said, you know what, I'm going to run for mayor of the city of Scranton. <laughs> and again, where did that come from? So yeah, we certainly that was not the plan. Uh, it was certainly not something that uh, that I had considered. It was something, as you might remember, was a bit of a surprise here in the city of Scranton in the yes. summer of 2019. Um, that was this was not an office that was open, but uh, you know the former mayor uh, made some choices, and when the special election popped up. Um, having been on the school board in Scranton, and at the time I was working for the Auditor General, um, you know, I, I was um, very passionate about good government and honest government and reform, and wanted to see if if we could kind of boot out the boot out the problems in city government. Um, we don't have the level of corruption in Oregon that we see here in northeastern Pennsylvania. It still is shocking to me sometimes often all the time and uh we've really we, we've got a you know we've got a ways to go to really change the culture and the attitude about how government treats people how government spends taxpayer resources um what government should do government is here to serve people improve quality of life and give everyone a fair shot that's it is a basic you know it's a basic function and that's true whether you're talking about police or fire or code enforcement or economic development or school districts we are here to make life work for people. And it is not uh, a job mill. It is not a place to get your nephew a, a position. It is not a place to forge a career of just sitting at a desk doing nothing. Like this, this is for service. It is a sacrifice. I believe it very strongly. And uh, when I was able to be in this position, it was this really the honor of a lifetime. And um, winning again last year in 21 gives us some runway here where we can focus on the work and really try to make a difference. And I'm not even going to say anything about being the first woman to hold the position (laughs) because whether you're male, female, whatever, it's the best person that should be holding the position. But congratulations and kudos to you because you are the first female to hold that position in the city of Scranton. 
And, and we've seen a proliferation of, of female candidates in our region, which is really exciting. I was at an event um, just on Tuesday night, and there are a lot of women running for office in Wayne County, Pike County, Wyoming County, Lagoon, Lackawanna. Um, it's very, very exciting to see uh, interest um, that is uh, from a, a diversity of places to run for office. And taking that one step further, as far as going back to welcoming people into City Hall, when you look at the young people of the city of Scranton, and again, there's always the talk about, oh, what is there to do and all all that kind of stuff. So what do you see that you can be able to bring in for them? And even if they're interested in getting into what you've gotten into, yeah, public service is, is is funny. I remember thinking that, you know, elected officials were, were, I don't know, I don't know what I thought when I was little, but they seemed inaccessible to me. And when I talk to kids now, I always say that you you wouldn't, you'd be surprised how few requests for, for a coffee chat you get from, from people. So, you know, I always tell high school, college kids, young professionals to you know, reach out to people. Just reach out cold if you want. Send an email and say, could I, you know, have a conversation with you? Um, that's how I was able to meet a lot of people in this area. And it works. People want to, you know, people, if they're successful at what they do, they probably like what they do. They like what they do. They probably like to talk to people about doing what they do. So, so reach out to people. You know, I love it when I get to talk to, to young people, especially, and talk about the, a career in public service. Um, we're going to need a lot of people to help us do the work that we're doing here. And we need to build a bench of public servants and people who are willing to run for office. And I know that is one of the things that you have also opened up is to get people on the different commissions and boards uh, involved so that if someone isn't there, you have someone else to contact. Can you give us the information about that? Because, again, there may be people listening who say, oh, where did that come from? I didn't hear about that. Yeah, the boards, the commissions and authorities are a feature of cities that are it's it's cool because it engages residents of the city. It also can be tough because it can be hard to find people who are willing to give their time or just like you said, maybe don't realize that that opportunity is there. So on our website, strandpa.gov, there's a form for you to fill out and state your interest in various boards, commissions, authorities. We don't always have openings on every commission. They they rotate on a, on a calendar. Uh, each one has a different calendar. So, you know, each Roughly each board each year, I get to appoint one new person. Um, so those opportunities are there, and we encourage people from the city of Scranton. Unfortunately, have to live in the city of Scranton, um, but people that live in the city of Scranton to apply and also to apply for jobs. We are always hiring. Uh, we are over 500 people in the city of Scranton. It's a big organization, and we're always hiring and looking for people at the the you know, government administration, but also always looking for people to go into public safety police, fire, public works, um, code enforcement. We're always looking for folks who are looking uh, to help their community. All right. So now here we are. And you've had the opportunity to talk about so many different things and bring us up to speed on different topics and different programs. What would Mayor Paige Cognetti like everybody to know that we didn't have an opportunity to talk about or you've never talked about before that you want to make sure they know? That's a really good question, Paula. I'm going to have to think on it for a second. Um, You have to order a sandwich and then find out what happens. I I get that. I I get it. (laughs) Um, Something that I want everyone to know is how hard our team works. Um, All 500 people are working every day and with our public safety, you know, they are working 24 hours a day, working so hard to serve the community. So um, it is blood, sweat and tears that goes into that. It's, it's a lot of thought and a lot of, a lot of tough things, you know, where we are up against, you know, really tough budgets. We have, we have to do a lot with a little, um, our public safety teams, you know, our police, our fire, our public works, even code enforcement as well, often, have to be um, some pretty, you know, pretty gruesome, difficult things. Um, and so we, we try to support our team, but I ask for everyone to support them in the community too, and understand that, that these jobs aren't easy and everybody's working, uh, working really hard. 
And along those lines, again, when we're talking about all of the different areas that the city of Scranton takes over from young people to elderly people and all of the different programs, is there anything else that you are working on, kind of hoping will come to fruition? I mean, I won't tell anybody else. This is just between you and me. So, <laughs> but if you, if you happen to have anything, are there things that maybe the citizens and the other areas here might be hearing from Paige Cognetti that might be coming sometime? Sure. Uh, we have a lot of things that we're, we're working on. Something that comes to my mind first, is housing. We are looking to make sure that we can do that we do everything we can in these coming years and really even decades to build for growth. I I really believe that we are and will become even more of an inland destination. We are only a hundred miles from New York, hundred miles from Philadelphia. New Jersey is getting pretty full. There's a lot of reason for people to move here. We have lower state taxes. You know, we we've, we really are a place that I think is and will become even more of a destination. So we need to be smart about being ready for that growth, having the opportunity for you know dense housing. Fortunately for us, we actually already have fairly dense housing, but we need to be planning for more people to want to be here. Housing costs are already quite staggering. Rent costs are up. Uh, we're not seeing the crunch in Scranton and other kind of northeastern cities as much as maybe the West Coast, but I, I've seen that firsthand um, in the places that I'm from, and I I don't want us to get to that point. So we're trying really hard on the housing front. Um, it's going to take a lot, of, a lot of collaboration to get there. Also on climate, we are working on a climate, we're working on doing the groundwork now, for a climate action plan that we would hopefully begin in earnest in 2023. So we right now have two Penn State students who are helping us with a greenhouse gas inventory and a host of other planning elements to go into what would be a request for qualifications to hire uh, somebody to help us with the climate action plan. So we're really excited about it. These are long-term things that we'll keep working on, and it's those things that are going to help us maintain and, and even improve quality of life here in the city. And once again, college students helping you out a little bit of a yeah. bond between that's, right. How fun be, is that? that's wonderful. And if there are others out there, I'm, I'm after talking with you, I think that you would take the direction if they said, mayor Cognetti, I've got something I'd like to throw across your desk. Yes, we love interns. So we have interns throughout our, um, throughout our administrative offices. And so we, we love that. You can, you can um, get in touch with us on the website if you want to express that. We've had really, really great interns coming through and helping us with projects. Well, I have to say again, thank you so much for spending the time and getting the information out and telling us about the sandwich that got you to Northeast Pennsylvania. <laughs> uh, that's That one's going to live with me for quite a while. But I'm going to give you the last word. Anything that you would like to wrap up, reiterate, um, anything. that you, It's all yours. I'm going to just turn the microphone over to you. Yeah. Everything that we do here at the city, again, is for is for the residents that live here. And I don't do anything on my own. I know that it's often my name uh, that's that's out there, but it's it's a team effort with over 500 team members, and I'm grateful to them every single day. We also need more team members because we got some folks retiring. So please consider you know, working for the city of Scranton and, and serving the public as a, a career. And you don't have to stay forever. I think that's something that um, sometimes people think, oh, the city job's forever. Like, no, we. You, come and give us a couple of years and we'll, we'll send you on your way with, with some new skills and new experiences. So that's all on scrampa.gov. We're always looking to grow our team and I'm um, always grateful, Paula, for the opportunity to, to speak a little bit in depth. I really appreciate that. Um, sometimes the radio is, is tough because you only get about two minutes and it's about a specific thing and then it's over. So I, I truly appreciate the opportunity to be able to chat with you a little bit more. Oh, absolutely. And we're going to have to have you back. Because as, as time as time goes on, there will be more things that will be happening. And maybe we'll even look into our crystal ball and see where Paige Gebhardt Cognetti might be in a couple more years. 
I'll be right here in my office at City Hall. (laughs) All right. And and with that, I will let you go again. Mayor Cognetti, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Paula. Once again, a big thank you to Scranton Mayor Paige Gebhardt Cognetti for joining me and spending some time to tell us what it's like to be the mayor of the city of Scranton here on Special Edition. Once again, if there are programs in the city of Scranton that you are hearing about today that you've never heard about before, make sure that you log on to the official website, scrantonpa.gov. And if you didn't know about that number 311, that's the number to call to connect you to those in City Hall who will then direct your concern to the department who can look into the matter. That includes going onto the website and clicking on economic development to find out more about all of those programs that they have for startup businesses or businesses that are already established and could use a little help. And of course, you can also email Scranton311 at ScrantonPA.gov. And as the mayor says, you just never know what's going to happen around the corner and a sandwich could change your life. I'm Paula Degnan. Thanks for joining me on Special Edition. Thanks for listening to Special Edition, a weekly look at the issues in the news and the personalities shaping the stories. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.